0: From the Midwest, life has carried you away to become a teacher and a travel writer in Spain. It's amazing, you love the lifestyle, yet you really want a career. You pivot into a business that helps people simplify their marketing in order to make a bigger impact. My guest today and good friend, Kimberly Whitecamp, has traveled the globe to help you with building your audience. Welcome to today's show.
1: Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So, without further ado, I invite you to get off your Duff, and
0: let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to this episode of Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making that impact that you want to make in the world. And I'm here with a special friend of mine, Kimberly Whitecamp, who is amazing. She's got a business called The Audience Converter, and I'm super happy to have Kimberly here today to chat with you guys. Kimberly, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Dev. I'm excited to be here, excited to talk to you.
0: I am too, I am too. Now, uh, this is an unusual circumstance because I am not in my home office. And uh, Kimberly is over in St. Louis there and it's something like 80 some odd degrees, I think in St. Louis and I'm in San Diego and it's 65. So I'm not sure what's up. What's up with that? (laughs) What's up with that universe?
1: (laughs) Who knows? Don't worry. In a day or two, it'll drop back to the fifties here. So it'll still probably be nice there.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll both reach this nice equilibrium. I was excited to have you on the show today because we've spent some time over the last year and a bit getting to know each other. And I have to say, um, like one thing I really admire about you is just how, um, how real you are with what you do. Like there's a lot of people in digital marketing who um, I don't know, like I think you're super scrappy at what you do. You've got a, you've got a good sense of how to create campaigns, how to plan campaigns out uh, your clients love you. Cause I know a lot of your clients, they, the murmur is always how wonderful Kimberly is. So um, it's it's cool that you're on the show and I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain and, and give everybody listening here a bit of a sense of how you approach your craft.
1: Absolutely. Pick away. and thank you so much for sharing. Uh, it's always nice to know that there is a murmur uh, and people appreciate uh, how I can help them.
0: Yeah, there is a murmur for sure. So um, before we get into that though, like I you, we, I want to talk about something that's coming up for you. Uh, that's going to air just after this episode. Uh, And you've got a summit coming up in January 2021. And we're recording this kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of late in 2020, uh, just before the American election. And you've got something coming up early in 2021, a summit. And you're just in the planning stages. But I'm really curious. We were talking offline, and it sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah. um, You know, 2020 has been, uh, we could say, an interesting year for a lot of people. And uh, that's that's the polite way of saying it. Um, And I just feel that there was such it was such a shock to so many people. But part of what was such a shock was that uh, even those who had been planning, who had been planning ahead, who had kind of had figured out, okay, here's the marketing I want to do. And here are the campaigns I'm going to do. They were all just kind of stalled. right? A lot of people just had to press pause. They're like, I'm not really sure where I should go with this. And I want to, to open the opportunity for more people to figure out exactly how to plan their year, but also how to make sure to plan a business that really benefits them, that really fulfills them. And so the, the, the idea behind the summit is creating a huge amount of resources for people to Kind of hit reset to get a fresh start and to get a fresh start with a lot more clarity around why they're doing what they're doing, how they're going to do it, how they're going to manage it, how they're going to make it happen and uh, how to put that mindset in place. So, you know, there's four theme days in the summit all around the different parts that it really takes to build a business that you love. And those are the four things that I talk about most on my podcast as well. You know, it's marketing, management, mindset, and money. For me, they all kind of work together. They're holistic, right? You can't just focus on one. If you focus all on the marketing, but your mindset's wrong, it doesn't matter what you do. It's not going to do what you want it to do. If you focus all on the money, but you kind of don't have that management or the money, um, I'm sorry, or the the mindset piece in place. Again, it's not going to be the business that you really want to build.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, When we were talking offline, you talked about flexibility. And you also mentioned, um, you know, your approach to marketing is not logistics based. So what did you mean by that?
1: Oh, absolutely. So part of the reason I'm putting together this really amazing event is because so many people, as I said, they had to pause and they really weren't sure how to use what they'd done already to go in a new direction. Because so many people focus when they talk about marketing on the logistics. It's like, I've been told I need to go live on Facebook five times a week, so I'm going to go live on Facebook five times a week. Or I've been told I need these 20 pieces of copy to launch my course, so I'm going to make these 20 pieces of copy and launch my course. But they're not really thinking about the strategy behind the marketing and their goals behind the marketing as well. So for me, my approach to marketing is always, who is your audience? You have to super define that. You have to really dial in. And it has to be humans, right? So many people are like, well, I serve women between the ages of 20 and 55. I'm like, you've described half the population of the world. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) You know, and they're not thinking of an actual person. They're not thinking of those people they're actually helping. They're just kind of keeping a distance between themselves and, and what they're doing. And my whole approach is, look, really define your audience, really know who you're talking to, and then figure out exactly what they're looking for help with and how you play into that and then create the content that's going to, going to meet them where they are, because it's so much more difficult to convince somebody they have a problem to convince somebody they need to look for a solution than to talk with people who already know they have a problem, who are already looking for a solution and you're their solution.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, I I always tell people to focus on one favorite client, you know, and and get dialed into them because there's a lot of them in the planet. So Mm -hmm. start there, start there. Um you also brought up the word pivot which I have an interesting relationship to the word but I'm curious about that word in your realm and how you approach people when they talk about wanting to pivot.
1: So I view pivots uh, if if you're running your business for You and for your audience, then you're kind of always in a state of quote unquote pivot in my mind, right? You're always getting feedback, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and then narrowing that in and and reworking things. Um, So I feel so many people kind of had to take the word pivot and do an extreme When, uh, honestly, they probably could have done just a little bit of a change. Uh, But you're kind of, you know, if if you're doing marketing properly, you're always testing, right? Uh, There's a phrase I've heard a lot where if everything's working in your marketing, you're not testing enough because you always want to be testing. And based on the results of those tests, you're going to go in one direction or another. So for me, pivot is a part of business. It's a part of marketing. It's a part of creating that that thing and impact you want to make in the world. Uh, But it doesn't have to be a negative and it doesn't have to be this huge undertaking. It's, it's the little changes that make the big difference.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, my experience with pivot is I think people sometimes what they do is it's, it becomes one of two things. It becomes a baby, throwing the baby out with the bathwater exercise Mm. where, you know, in a week they've chucked everything out and they're restarting. Or the reverse, as they go and they man cave themselves for eighteen months and call it a pivot. So I agree. Like it's it's iterative. You know, it's it's adjusting on the fly and it's it's uh, following, you know, the path to profitability. Really, um, you know, as quickly and as kind of iteratively as you can. I think too. Yeah. So I love that you really emphasize the flexibility and the testing in your business. It's really really important. Um, yeah, you know, especially in things like Facebook ads and that, right? Like you're always testing the message, you
1: know? Absolutely. You're always testing the message. You're testing the headline. You're testing the creative. You're testing the first three lines. You're testing the call to action. I mean, there's so many different things you can test and not just in Facebook, but it's, it's in everything, right? Like sure. you can send the exact same email and two subject lines and one gets more than another, but then you can send the exact same email right you do a resend but with new subject lines to people yep. who didn't try and suddenly your open rate goes through the roof because you never know what that angle is you can yeah. guess you can do your research and then you can test but you know your market and your audience are going to react the way they're going to react and you never know until you try
0: and that's going to change over time it is it's going to change based on the circumstances on the planet Uh, There's other things you can, you can, you can test uh, the negative frame versus the positive frame. There's all sorts of really interesting things you can test. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, I actually wanted to talk about a client that uh, you recently worked with because um, uh, I thought it was very, I called it hooky, but I just, it was an interesting result that you gave them. You said the, The email was the email they almost forgot. And what it, (laughs) anyway, I'll let you tell the story. I'm not telling it as well as you
1: can. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I I work with a lot of people um, on their launches and launches are something that, um, I'm trying to avoid the word launch. It's like when you're opening your program again, whenever you're opening your program again, whether that's once a month, once a year, once a quarter, it doesn't really matter. But there's a lot of moving pieces to it. And many people come into to the idea of, well, I figured out, you know, I've looked at other people's, I figured out, you know, I've, I've followed the gurus, if you will. And these are all the things I need. And I'm pretty sure I've got everything, but I just want somebody who's an expert to kind of give that final opinion. Uh, so somebody brought me in to, to give that final opinion. They're like, we've got most of it. written. we would just like, you know, you to take a look every, at everything, uh, and make any small changes you think are necessary, and then we're ready to launch. And I said, okay, fine. So I started going through and I was like, you know, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And one of the things I mentioned was, you know, what are you sending out? At? Do you have your um, your cart close emails? And they're like, well, what's that? And I said, those are the emails you send on the last day to let people know that you're you're closing the cart, and you know, after a certain time, they're not going to be able to buy your product anymore. And they're like, oh. Uh, No, we just have like the, you know, hey, tomorrow is the last day or we've got like that announcement. Do we need those? And I said, well, statistically, about 50% of your sales might come on that last day. And they're like, wait, what? So, you know, I helped them create that cart close and I helped them figure out where it was going to fit into their launch and exactly how to frame it. And uh, at the end of the day, it was a 50% of their sales came within the last three hours. And that was, you know, from those cart closed emails. And it was one of those things where they didn't know what they didn't know. And that's really common when talking about copywriting or marketing. Like y- you can do a lot of research, but it's really easy for things to fall through the cracks because that's not where your zone of genius is. That's not where your focus is. Um, so it was, it was really a really huge win for them. They were so glad that, you know, we connected and they had thought, oh, I'll just get that final opinion. And then they ended up hiring me to write about half of their campaign material because they were missing things and they didn't even know about it.
0: Right, uh, sort of a follow-up on that and it, not specific to that client, but uh, you just reminded me of something. And uh, what, I, what I bump into quite a lot is that clients who have a sort of a personal kind of point of view around a certain aspect of marketing and they have a strong opinion about something and they, they generalize that opinion to, and what that does is it impacts the way they want to approach the campaign, and like that's such a dangerous thing because, like you say, you, you if you have the opinion that um, you don't want to bother people, you've already sent out enough emails, you're going to lose half of your sales. So there's the, the the thing about working with someone like you, and I think that's why the murmur exists. The murmur that I really like working with Kimberly is that. Um, you know you you know your stuff, and there's these little tricks that you know along the way that can optimize different parts of people's marketing experience. Um, you know, and they absolutely have to have to pay attention to these kinds of things because you know you've you've seen them work
1: absolutely. and you know it is it's it's easy for those small things to fall through the cracks, but I feel um, a lot of people come to me because they're looking for copywriting, but they end up staying because of all the strategy that I can give them. Right. Because nothing in online marketing exists in a vacuum; everything is connected, and there's always something else to be looking at. You know, um, if you're talking about your welcome series, then how are people getting there? I, I asked a question of somebody the other day. I was like, "Oh, so you know, you feel you're getting crickets on your on your last." campaign. They they had a they were doing a campaign online and they were asking for some feedback. And they're like, I got crickets, you know, I got no interest. And I said, well, what was your open rate? Oh, well I, I'm not really sure about those numbers. And I said, you may not have sales, but you don't know if people are interested or not unless you're actually looking at the stats, unless you're actually looking in the weeds and looking at what is and isn't working. And so many people feel that um, the only thing they need to look at is that last step. Did I get a sale? Yes or no. But there are so many parts of it before that, that you, mm-hmm. you, you have a huge opportunity to improve on.
0: Yeah. And and the more you can look at those as you go, you can adjust on the fly, which is an important part of, um, you know, marketing these days. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, where the algorithms are such a important part of marketing today and the metrics and understanding the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's great how you can help people kind of hold their hand through that process because you know it, you know, so I love that. Um, You know, I like to, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they got, you know, like what, how did you get into this? I, like, I know a little bit about where you started business wise, but like what kind of drives you in terms of doing the work that you do Kimberly?
1: That's a great question. Um, you know, I have one of those, uh, you know, I used to call it one of those really strange paths to entrepreneurship. But the more and more I talked to more entrepreneurs on my podcast, I realized we all have a weird path to entrepreneurship. About um that. You know, uh, I graduated uh, during the last crisis, (laughs) um, if you will. Uh, I was in university a month and the stock market crashed. So by the time I I reached um, graduation, there really wasn't a lot of opportunity. So I decided to move to Spain and become an English teacher because I knew I could get a job. Uh, (laughs) So I moved to Spain. I was an English teacher for a couple of years. And while there, I got into travel writing. Okay. Um, and realized, you know, it was fun, but it really wasn't a, a career, right? It, you don't make huge, huge bucks with travel writing. It's more of a, you make a, a nice small income and then you get a lot of free trips, right? Or you get a lot of free right. perks. Uh, but from travel writing, I kind of stumbled into the world of copywriting. I met some people who did it on travel on the side and did copywriting as a main thing. And I was like, I love that idea. I love that idea of being able to live wherever I want, do whatever I want, but also make a big impact because the power of words like I've always loved words I've always loved writing and I'm really good at like doing the translation you know big ideas to the small step by steps. Um, So that's kind of how I got into copywriting uh, was from travel writing living abroad looking for something that would let me keep doing that. And, uh, you know, I started in the travel industry uh, because that's what I knew. Right. I had I didn't have 20 years of corporate experience. A lot of copywriters come from it's their second or third career choice. Right. They're done with corporate. They're tired of it. uh, But I didn't come from that. I came from, oh, I love this idea. I want to learn more about it. And uh, I knew travel. So I, I started working in the travel industry and travel software in particular. And I just felt some kind of disconnect, like the people weren't super invested in what they were doing. Like I came from it from a place of I wanted to help showcase to the world how travel helps change our perceptions and can really be a tool to uh, broker more understanding between people. But a lot of the people I was working with, uh, you know, especially on the software side, it was. I'm talking to my boss. My boss makes a choice. I don't really care. They they weren't invested. They didn't have that personal connection. Um, And I had launched a podcast talking about copywriting. And I went to my first, you know, I went to my first event where I met you uh, with podcasters. And it was a lot of entrepreneurs. And I was like, you know what? These people are so passionate about what they do. They're making such a huge change in people's lives. And I want to help them increase their impact by, by helping them improve their marketing. So that's kind of my journey to doing what I'm doing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that is where we met. And so that's where we know some of the common people who are kind of in the podcasting slash digital marketing coaching realm. And um, yeah, so so your podcast, you're, you're, you're cooking with that podcast. So tell me a little bit about the, po- the podcast.
1: Yeah, so I launched the Audience Converter when I launched my pivot, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. I decided to get out of travel and uh, I wanted to focus on entrepreneurs and I really wanted to focus on them connecting with the right people and then turning them into a part of their community. So the Audience Converter launched and I launched the podcast at the same time. I'm about to hit 50 episodes as of nice. the time of this recording, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a, it's all about what does it take as an entrepreneur to grow and build your business because as i found in being a copywriter you know it's not just the copywriting it's also the strategy but it's also a lot of other moving pieces too and i feel that when people talk about launching an online business they focus on one like people only focus on the marketing part and i was like you know there's so many other pieces to it there's marketing there's mindset there's management there's money and they all kind of have to work together for people to, to really make the impact they want. So I started looking for and interviewing other entrepreneurs who had a little bit of secret sauce for one of those categories and could talk and give action steps. I'm all about action steps. So every episode ends with at least one solid action step for people to take to implement what they've heard and, and to move forward uh, in that path.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've heard that uh, two, two things that people really want when they step into that kind of the training world is they want one specific step or they want a roadmap. So that, mm-hmm. that's really smart of you to kind of exit the podcast with that kind of in a bit of advice. Um, you know, I suppose if, if somebody took all 50 of those episodes and listened to every one of those steps, they'd probably be super far ahead, further ahead than they were when they started. So go ahead and check out Kimberly's podcast the audience converter and uh, listen to her speak to some of her guests so that'd be awesome uh, there's a there's a question that I always ask my guests Kimberly and I give you a heads up on this and uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by the word resistance and I, and I think part of it is implied in the name of the podcast off my duff uh, you know as I stepped into the digital marketing realm uh, I'm kind of a meat and potatoes guy I Grew up in Alberta, and so words like that at first, I was like, "What the heck does that especially particularly mean?" And um, I hear it all the time, people saying, "I, I really want to do this, but I have this resistance." Uh, and you maybe you hear it the same. Uh, so I'm curious what your your relationship to the word resistance is. That's quite part one. And then, you know, in your business, uh, when you bump up against your own resistance, what kind of things do you do to navigate that?
1: That is a really great question. Um, you know, resistance in my business, I have fa- faced so many. Paths of resistance as launching my business, right? Sure. Um, and it started the first time I decided to to go to a foreign country. Right? Uh, I was super stoked about it, but so many other adults in my sphere were like, "How can you let her go to a foreign country by herself?" Like, I was nine, I, I was uh, twenty at the time. <laughs> like, okay. but people were like, hey, "What? She's going to leave because I'm from the Midwest." Sure. And in fact, uh, I have met so many people who've never left the state where I live. Uh, so the idea of, you know, hopping a plane and going to school for three months in a foreign country was just so weird to people. And it was the same type of thing every step of the way, right? Oh, she's going to go work abroad. Wait a minute. She's going to go launch her own business and work from home. Like I would get so many people who would say, oh, right. So, you know, how are things, right? What are you going to get a real job? because there was this resistance, right, to the idea that there was a different world out there than the one where you go into an office. Now, of course, uh, a lot of those people, I'm sure, have reevaluated their opinion on what is and isn't a real job since having to work from home, most likely, at some point during this, say, yeah. during this pandemic. But it was a little bit early, right? So I faced a lot of resistance in that I knew what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. And I had the support of, you know, my my very, very close family members. But everybody else I encountered kept putting forth this wall as if what I was doing wasn't worthy of calling a job or worthy of calling, um, you know, a a, a real career or a real way to make a living. And I think that kind of ties into the American mentality of you have to work hard to be successful. You know, Uh we're one of the most overworked and yet under vacationed people people in the you know in the top in the world like i you know i would meet people i I worked and lived in spain for quite a while and when i told the teachers there that teachers in america have contact for 40 hours a week with students and then they have the extra stuff they're like what because they have about 15 to 20 hours of contact with the students wow it's just a completely different approach to things wow So I think part of the resistance was this idea that if I'm not working myself to the bone, then I'm not going to be successful. And um, I face that uh, as running my own business, right? How do I face that resistance Um, when running my business? uh, I've I've come across it a lot. When I first got started, I I had this idea that I had to be working all the time because I was at home. And so I always had to be working. And, um, you know, it took a while to kind of reframe my mind and realize that, When I cut how much I worked, I actually got more done and I actually was able to be more creative and be more of use of people. So now, a lot of times when I sit down to work on a project, you know, my clients don't necessarily realize this, but I work in 40 minute spurts. That's it, 40 minutes. 40 minutes and then I take like a 20 minute break and then 40 minutes and then I take a 20 minute break. Now, you know, I'm not talking about like sending emails or, you know, doing a training or something. But when I am sitting down to do the copywriting work, it's 40 minute spurts. And I get so much done in that 40 minutes. And then my mind gets a chance to reset when I walk away. But I had to hear about Pomodoros and I had to hear about focus sessions. And I had to hear that it was okay to, you know, organize your day this way about 10 or 15 times before I started realizing, well, A, maybe there's something to this, but also it's okay to operate this way. And one of the defining moments was I read an article that showed, uh, you know, I had a study that people in offices only work about 2.3 hours a day because every time they get interrupted, it takes your brain a certain amount of time to refocus on your task. Yeah. And because you know you you have a chat at the water cooler, you go to lunch and you're about to go to lunch, you're about to get back from lunch. So it takes a while to reset your mind. And when I realized that it's like, oh, 2.3 hours out of an eight hour a day. So if I only work five and a half hours, I'm getting twice as much actual work time, probably four times as much productivity because I'm not getting interrupted all the time. Yep. And I'm still working more than I would if I were going for that office job.
0: Wow. wow! I, I, this is a super interesting topic. I could go on about this because this is stuff that I'm wrestling with too. Is just time management, uh, doing sprints, these kinds of things. Um, I was going to ask you the biggest insight you've learned in your business. I don't know if that's it, but if, if you were to sort of tell people what the biggest insight you've had, on your journey the last couple of years, what would it be, Kimberly? Uh
1: yeah, it ties into that. It is less is more. Less ah. is more. Um, you know, there's this idea that you have to be omnipresent in marketing, right? You have to be on on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and TikTok and Periscope and uh, you know, I can't even name them all, right? And you need to be doing this, and you need to be doing that, and you need to be doing video, and 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 at the end of the day, when you're spending just 15 minutes on all of those different tasks, you're actually leaving very little time for yourself. So my whole approach is it needs to be a simplified marketing approach that you will actually do. Every person I work with who I help them create their marketing strategy, it's based off of what they feel they're capable of. Because I'm not going to tell somebody to go start a YouTube channel if they've never filmed a video or if they don't feel comfortable on camera. Because that's a 15 to 30 hour journey until they're ready and Regularly producing content for that. Yeah. If somebody's already on Facebook and regularly checks Facebook, but they've never been on LinkedIn, even if their best fit clients might be on LinkedIn, I'm yeah. going to tell them to focus on using Facebook as a tool first because that's where they're already at. That's what they already know. And it's not about the logistics, right? It's about the content and it's about who your audience is and what they're asking for help with and how you're providing that help. So, uh, you know, less is more, less time focused is going to give you more results and uh, simpler approaches. Now, not to say that you're not going to be in several different places, but there are ways to make it so that it's less of your time, less of your creative energy, less of your focus um, to simplify it so that you can have that bigger impact.
0: Absolutely. Uh, What a great conversation, Kimberly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, now, I want to make sure to get in. Uh, if people want to learn more about you, they go to theaudienceconverter.com forward slash giveaway. And you've got a, a super interesting giveaway there called Craft the Perfect Welcome Series. And I can tell you that it's funny. Like, it sounds, it's, it's such an important thing. When people come into your community, how you welcome them in, into your community is important. It's kind of like if people come up to your house and get uh, as guests to your house, how you welcome them defines a lot of the relationship. So it's, a, do you know what I mean? Like it's a simple thing, but it's a big thing at the same time. Absolutely. So craft the, the perfect welcome series. Uh, that's at the audience forward slash giveaway. Hey, Kim. Correct. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's, it's always wonderful to chat with you and uh, super honored that you came on the show today.
1: Well, thank you so much for the invitation, Duff. It's always great to speak with you. And you know me, I love geeking out, nerding out about marketing, but also looking at the the other side of it, right? The insights and how we make an impact.
0: Absolutely. And thanks so much, Kimberly. And it's been fabulous to talk to you. And to all my guests, it's been fabulous to have you here today. Thank you so much for following off my Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. And as you go out into the world and make the impact that you want, please remember one thing, to teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner and we will see you next time. Bye now. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, The Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the 8-Step Revenue Breakthrough System. Simply go to OffersThatSell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, Remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.